Welcome back, everybody. Talk of the Now podcast with Gene. And tonight I've got Jason. Howdy, Jason. Hello. <laughs> and to Jason's surprise, I have brought back on another old friend of ours, Keith. What's up, Keith? How's it going? Vocal up in here. <laughs> Jason said something, but I didn't hear it. It just got real local up in here. Local up That's in right. here. That's right. Yeah. This is like uh, Mo, Larry, and Curly. <laughs> <laughs> or Shimp. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if we had your friend Evan on, he could be Shimp. I don't know. Oh, Lord. I don't think we'd, we'd have to have. Wait, no. People couldn't handle that. No. That would be too much. That would be too much. Who was your favorite watching? I mean, mine was always Curly. I always thought he was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Niagara Falls. Slowly I turn. Step by step. <laughs> uh, well, Keith is new to the podcast here. Podcast nation of preserving food. Now, yes, talk of the now. Keith, we had you on last time. Yeah. Talking about your um, yourself and your adventures, and I told you that we'd have Jason on. Um, and uh, Jason, what we talked about last time was the old neighborhood, which um, Keith was telling us about Stockdale. Scottdale. 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 Yeah. Did I say Stockdale? I thought I said Scottdale. Yeah. Um, it's a syndrome. It's okay. <laughs> Phoenix, yeah, it's right. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, so um, why don't, maybe you can uh, start us off and give us some of your memories of the old uh, Scottdale, Georgia, Jason, and what your dad, oh, what uh, some of his experiences were. J- Keith kind of gave us a lot of his dad's experience and his family lineage there last time. Well, just next to Decatur, Georgia is now, um, yes, um, uh, not far from Decatur, if anybody's familiar with the Atlanta metro area, is a tiny little mill village called Scottdale. Um, there used to be a cotton mill. They should have left the mill building up because they could have made it into really cool loft apartments. But that was before they were doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I mean, my dad's memories, I mean, were, you know, kind of similar to to Keith's dad's memories back in the day because they all grew up together. Um now, dad was dad was from the poorer side of things, um, as you could say. Um, and, you know, he had kind of a bit of a, I want to say, troubled childhood. Through the, just with parents and things like that. Um, so, you know, his his memories are of the old church and his friends. That's those are his memories because the other stuff he he rose above and got out of the impoverished kind of lifestyle. It, it more of a like they used to say, you know, you owe your soul to the company stole that kind of that kind of uh, impoverished kind of life, you know. Um, yeah, Keith talked about but, that last time. Yeah, I mean, it was back in the old days. They used to do it at coal mining towns too, where you know there's a company store, you use company credits to get company stuff, and it's like. Hmm. If you ever want to move away, you've got to come up with your own money that ain't from the company. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, dad was more, I mean, it was it was all kinds of things that united those guys. I mean, you know, harking back to probably the the story that everybody, everybody that was raised in our church and remembers is um, uh, Reverend Kennedy Smart. Um, 
one of the founders of the Presbyterian Church of America back in the day, um, but also one of the uh, good old moving van chaser pastors. Um, <laughs> he would uh, he would see people moving into the moving into the uh, mill village and say, "Hey, you know, just endearing as you can, just your your southern." Southern charm he would put on and he would say, I'm, you know, that's the church over there on the pastor. The church starts at this time on Sunday and Sunday school. And just, I mean, he was so endearing. He gave you there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got, he, he got people to come just because of his, his nature and, um, you know, helped, you know, him and, uh, um, my dad, you know, my dad credited him basically with, you know, I, he dad thinks saving his life ultimately. You know, dad doesn't know where he would be. Um, but did he know him where to the church in Christ, basically? Right, exactly. Obviously, saving his life in that way, but also literally, like you know, keeping him from you know whatever he could have been. I, dad was always more motivated, I should say, than a lot of people in, in that side of things. But mm-hmm. anyway, it still took it still took some some doing on his part to get out of that situation, graduate from college and, and with an accounting degree and all that and get out of it. But um, he always credited Kennedy smart for preacher smart, as we call him to, to do that. I mean, he's, he's still alive. He's in a nursing home. Some he's, he's gotta be like 90 something. Just oh, turned 99 this week. Oh, wow. I mean, so he's like Jimmy Carter's buddy. Yeah. yeah I mean, from- just phenomenal. Like I hope a better Bible teacher. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, but um, no offense. Yeah, but. I mean that's that's kind of my you know my memories of that. I mean, my aunt Barbara can tell more about it too. Um, my dad's oldest sister. I mean, my dad died in in two thousand two. Um, and so you know, Keith and I both have that in common. Both of our dads died. Um, and so we can kind of look back and reminisce and kind of think, oh, this is you know, kind of the whole idea that. In my book, it, you you stand on the shoulders of other men who came before you. You know, like, you don't you don't venerate. Yeah, you don't venerate those men as you know, put them on a pedestal by any means. Mm-hmm. But you know, you those are the people that kind of paved our path. You know, God God used to pave the path for us mm-hmm. to have the life that we were blessed to have and the community that we were blessed to have. Um, and I'm gonna get through it, Keith. You can get through it too. I'm like, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I didn't anyway. mean it was to be a, a, a no, no. I mean, but this is a celebration too, because when you yeah. talk about your past, it's like we we are very fortunate, and I know this. I, I thank God for this every day that yeah. I was fortunate enough to be raised in that community yeah. of a bunch of other brothers and sisters and a bunch of other moms and dads that kind of, for lack of a better term, you could bounce life off of. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know, like they would, they would circle the wagons with stuff. They would do things like that. You know, it's, I, that, that's the stuff I, I miss, but it also, I also understand that, you know, things are in your life for a time frame, yep. as far as tight, tight, you know, Nick communities go. But that was kind of one of the, the memories. I mean, other than funny stories, I used to hear about Tommy Burdett and Rodney Dorton, um, Keith's <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so your dad, uh, Jason, where did he go to college? My dad went to Georgia State. Georgia State? Yep. Okay, so um, I'm hearing y'all right. The um, the town was sort of like the post side of town, basically. 
the um, that area because you were saying he had to get out of it. Yeah, well, Dad's situation was unique. Dad, unfortunately, had an abusive father, mm-hmm. um, and a mom who, bless her heart, was just pitiful and just never got above a you know a certain level of education. Um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of it, it, that's what I mean when when you oh, yeah, when yeah. we talk about rising up, getting out of that situation. Um, there, then there, you know, I don't really want to go into a lot of the stuff that you know. That oh was no, the, yeah, you don't have to do that. But, but I just mean, yeah, you know, getting out, of, getting out of like a situation that's you know, yeah, rising above the situation. Not that, not that it was like a um, getting out of a, you know, like a um, projects type situation. But it's kind of like getting above. You know, yeah. a poor side of town situation is kind of what I mean. Right. Like I mean, like, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Making a life for yourself that's outside the mill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to well, the now, point where my dad, I remember. Yo, go ahead. I was going to say that was the interesting part was there was <laughs> there was the poor side and there was the poorer side. I mean, it was mm, right. <laughs> like you had <laughs> like Avondale Estates was literally on the other side of the tracks and just like in another just a you know like less than a mile away and that was a, a very well-off community i was about uh, to say avondale states was it's still really yes. nice yeah. yeah it still is a really nice community yeah. yeah yeah and so then coming back this way toward the mill village where you would pass by the church to the to the far side of the church on the opposite direction from the mill village that was the even poorer side and then you uh, had the mill village itself. So it was like there was the, you know, the the well-off people in Avondale States. Then you go across the tracks to get to the poor side, the mill village, and the poorer side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like across. So it was like, you know, it's like different levels of, you know, not doing so great. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so. hey, any any town that can come up with the um, the five-star establishment of the waffle house avondale states has to be a great you know pretty prestigious oh, that is true yeah it's funny <laughs> to think about that oh wait, we're okay. happy to have you listening and please like and subscribe anyway. that's right that's right <laughs> but yeah he um yeah just totally different my, it's, it's so funny though because uh my dad grew, just grew up in such a different way than yours because he had um he just came from his dad wasn't really a farmer his dad was a guy that had a job from he grew up in DeKalb, told Jason about that before, but then his dad moved them to Gwinnett County back when it was like moving to the sticks. And, uh, wow. Him growing up out there was basically finding odd jobs. And I think my dad, my grandpa eventually ended up installing, um, pipelines, septic tanks, things like that. No kidding. And, um, my dad wasn't, he wasn't ready to go into the family business. So he decided (laughs) he wanted to work on cars for the rest of his life. So, that's how he ended up where he was. Was and it like was they, it Dor- was it Doraville where they grew up? <clears throat> yeah, for the most part. And um, oh, wow, okay. which is a funny thing because apparently your 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 parents, your moms could probably verify this now. But the dad's thing was Doraville was the place to be. Um, like if you lived where he lived in Gwinnett, I'm sure Norcross too. Um, Doraville had the Dairy Queen. They had the Strip. <laughs> they had places where people would go to hang out, see girls. Um, you know, late, late drag with your car. Uh, Amen. Amen. Do all I, kinds I mean, of 
Um, that's why American that's why Graffiti the, Mischief on a Friday night, basically. <laughs> I, Mr. Well, both of y'all are Mr. Music Men over here, but y'all can verify for me, wasn't it? The Georgia Satellites that sang around uh, Doraville? Atlanta Rhythm Section. Atlanta Rhythm Section. I knew I was going to get it wrong. I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Touch a yeah. country in the city. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, there you go. That's why the song's there. It's exactly what you're explaining, you know. Not to be confused with Statesboro Blues, which was, you know, the Allman Brothers. Right. But my dad had he had so many stories of hanging out in Doraville. If you were gonna go find the crowd, that's where it was. And um I mean just we've talked about um American graffiti. He can very that's kind of what it was like. (laughs) You see people just goofing off and doing stupid things. That's what teenagers were doing. Probably on Buford Highway. I mean, yeah, probably. That's the main drag through there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's, I don't, I doubt that Dairy Queen's still there anymore. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, there is a Dairy Queen somewhere on that road, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Dairy I mean. Queen and Tucker, the Dairy Queen and Tucker used to be the place, right? It's still there. It's yeah. still there. Yep. <laughs> well, Tucker, which is also the home of Applebee's, if anybody didn't know that, that was where the first Applebee's was. Uh, that one in, that was right there was. on Lawrenceville Highway was the first ever Applebee's. And when I was a teenager in high school, for some reason, people loved to go to the milk jug in Tucker. I don't know why. what was oh, yeah. so special oh. about that place for teenage Dude, kids. Because it was a drive through convenience store. That's it's why. still <laughs> there, too. That's what's crazy. It's like, literally a drive through convenience store. There's no yep. other reason to go there just to, just to say you've been to a drive through convenience store. <laughs> Who does? Uh, By the way, yeah. for... I don't know how many years my aunt ran a beauty salon, a, a hair salon in that shopping center. And it was oh, wow. called the, called the hair port. The hair port. <laughs> uh, very nice. Nice. The milk jug, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, well, I went to, I remember going to high school with my brother, like, Let's go over to Milk Jug. Like he was one of his buddies. Let's go over to the Milk Jug. I was like, what the heck? you know, I'm like a ninth grader, and we go just... over there and yeah. like, you know, all the the rednecks of uh, that area were just hanging out over there, just basically standing around, looking like Beavis and Butthead, you know, <laughs> trying to. Um, we all did that though. Probably was... hoping some cute girl would drive by. I don't know, but oh, I just yeah. remember being over there thinking, yeah, we're cool, aren't we? Standing here. <laughs> Oh, that is a place on 78 called Ken's Pizza. This yeah, other oh, that was the big yeah. hangout. I loved Ken's Pizza. Man, um, we used to drive out there to Ken's Pizza from DeKalb. So don't, yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, red cups. We were like, whoa. I was bir- birthday party pizza from my cousin Ben over there. That was oh yeah, right there. yeah, that's right. Because oh, Ben and I were in the same. See, we're yeah. I'm, I'm of the weird nature. We actually moved to Gwinnett <laughs> and then moved back to DeKalb. <laughs> In 1986, and lived there until 1995. They did the and, reverse commute. <laughs> and moved back out to the to Gwinnett so Laurie could go to Parkview. So I actually wound up going to the same high school as my dad, Clarkson. And I got to kind of have, like, my own Clarkston experience, you know, that was connected but not really to my dad. It was like it's all of yeah. us, you know, and it was – it was my old church. It was Clarkson Baptist who had the youth group and, you know, we would all hang out and, you know, we, we adopted people like Keith, you know, into our, into our tribe. <laughs> into your fold. You know, yeah. And, you know, other people. And it was just, and we would do the same thing. We would sit in the parking lot behind Clarkson Baptist church and just sit there going, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. what you want to do. For hours. You know, I think, and it's just, 
like to the point where when Evan came to my friend Evan came up from Warner Robins, who was also around that time, he he came up and we recreated that whole. I don't know what do you want to do in the parking lot, <laughs> the same parking lot <laughs> behind the church that's no longer there. Um, I'll give y'all a story from my high school days. It was funny. Um, I was like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but not really. But um, <clears throat> the Ken's Pizza thing you mentioned, I, I remember being like a tenth grader. And this buddy of mine named Tal, Tal Garner, um, he was a senior that year. And, um, you know, I had nothing to do on a Friday night one time. And for some reason, after a football game, I saw Tal and I was like, because his dad knew my dad. And I was like, hey, Tal, what's happening? He's like, oh, nothing much, man. Um, you want to you want to ride with me over to Ken's Pizza? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll ride with you. And uh, he had a, um, I think he had a Camaro or something like that. V8 Camaro. It was like a 1980s, like IROC Camaro or something like that. Anyway, I think we're we're a statue of limitations here. But all I remember (laughs) is going down Rockbridge Road, I think it was, or Garner Road. And I looked over one point, he was doing 120 or so. And uh, Garner. Garner Garner would have been a good one to do it on. Oh, yeah. Deer doesn't run out in front of us. Um, (laughs) And so we got over there and, you know, just hanging out and. I was like, wow, I'm really cool. I'm hanging out with a senior dude. We're, we're checking the place out. This is cool. And then we, they left and gave me a ride home. And Well, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I remember going out to Ken's Pizza. I mean, Ken's Pizza was a cool place. It had the pictures of Stone Mountain being built yeah. on mm-hmm. the wall. And then little makeshift scaffoldings to frame the pictures of like them, what they would hang on. It was It was just a quirky little place, but it was just – I don't know. It was just really cool, and I think they stole their their cups from Pizza Hut because they were that same <laughs> red plastic cup. Everybody, everybody in the listening to us knows that cup. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a um, second cousin. This one, my dad's first cousins, and we would always go to their house on Friday nights, and he would order Ken's Pizza, like delivered, I guess, and oh, um, it yeah. would come in at like nine thirty at night. And it yep. would always have all the vegetables on it. And I just remember picking those vegetables off. To, <laughs> oh, need that crap. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but it, you know, that, and there's, you know, I remember even, um, we famous for changing our plans in high school, um, at the drop of a hat while we were driving around. This was before cell phones were affordable. They were around in various states of gigantic form. Um, and so we would go to places and be like, crap, we don't want to go here. So we had to wait until people showed up. Or if you were lucky, sometimes you caught the people in transit as they were leaving the parking lot and say, hey, where are we going? Oh, we're going to go here. And, and then you'd, somebody's yelling out the window. Like, that's how you knew. Um, there was no cell phone. And, it, it just, and then we got the right idea to find, piece together old CBs, you know, and, and put them in our cars. I remember that. So we all have handles, some of which we still use today. Um, <laughs> and names and things. And... You know, I remember that one of the funniest stories is somehow we wound up at the Milam Park pool parking lot um, one time. And I'm not sure if you were there or not, Keith, but I know some of the girls that, you know, were famous for changing their minds were there. And I remember Ryan Hendricks was in the back seat, crammed in there with everybody because he's a tall guy. Oh. And Evan Thomas was in the back seat, And I'm pulling in in my hot rod car that i had omega. the omega the end of all cars um you know uh 
and I had an 83 Oldsmobile Omega that was light blue with blue interior. <laughs> nice. Um, velour <laughs> interior, too. Um, I had a cousin that had a Bonneville. Hold all the smells. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I pulled in there, and I'm driving down there. I went to the back of this parking lot where there was like a pavilion at the back, and I'm about to get out of my car, and they're driving off, and <laughs> I just remember, <laughs> and this is, uh, it still cracks me up. <laughs> the window in the back rolls down. Evan sticks out his you know big old white face and goes, these plans are subject to change. And just rolls the window back up. <laughs> you could tell Evan was getting frustrated with the girls in the car. You know, little things like that. I mean, we, you know, there was, there were challenges growing up, but you know, we, we had a really cool, I think Keith and I have talked about this many times, very multicultural area. Now it's really multicultural now. Um, but even back then, you know, we had the benefit of growing up in a, in a place where you, you know, you had to, you were friends with everybody. Um, yes, happy memories, Jason. Thank you. Know, happy so memories. You, you have the, little uh, things like that, but that's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you're all together though. We all like, I don't know. It just it was a very it was a very tight knit community. Even with the people that didn't go to church with us, didn't do you know? It was still like, you know, people. You know, you know. So there was there's all those connections from back in the day, and it was just kind of cool to be having all these memories around where our parents grew up. You know, mm-hmm. at least that's where interesting. Dad's side of the family grew up for me. Mom grew up downtown Atlanta. So, um, you know, just that whole, just the reality of that, when it sits in like, whoa, I had all these memories in the same place. Dad had his high school memory. You know, it's just mm-hmm. crazy, you know? Anyway. That's a, that, that's definitely different than what I grew up with in my high school community. It was a lot of uh, very cliquish, a lot of, uh, you nice know, stuff. Yeah, your popular crowd and your 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 um, sports crowd and your your uh, theater crowd and your your band crowd. It was almost very uh, siloed out as far as the different groups that went to my high school. Uh, Gene, how big how big was your graduating class? Oh gosh, I think we were just under five hundred. Not nearly as big as they are nowadays. I think they're a lot bigger uh, nowadays. Well, I was. I think that has a lot to do with it because, yeah. like, Jason and I graduated each with, I think, less than two hundred. Mm. Uh, no, we were right around. I was around three hundred. I think I had three hundred oh. in my graduating class. We were like oh. the big ones. Like, oh, y'all were because we were like a class of ninety four uh, was huge. Yeah, yeah, we were like one hundred eighty. So, I mean, I, I do think that has something to do with it because I think yeah. the bigger the bigger the school gets, the less likely you have people overlapping in different activities so they're less likely to see each other in different arenas and be friends mm. just because they're around each other all the time yeah. you know when when you have schools that are as big as they are um i i think that leads to you know clicks and groups because it does. yeah people focus yeah, yeah it's natural because you know you people you know and plus they spend more time with that particular group so then they kind of leave behind you know other friendships and that's fine but I think yeah. that was the benefit of having a smaller school and a smaller class is, I mean, Jason, we couldn't help but know everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, it's true. And <laughs> it, it was kind of good. It, it forced you to kind of relate to people that were different than you. Another cool, great memory is... Not a cold our, one. Sorry. No, not a cold <laughs> We... We had also the pleasure of being in a very, like, musical setting to where we were at in, in, in Clarkson, our chorus 
there are people that invested a lot of time in us. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of teachers that invest a lot of time, but I remember, you know, Pam Cook just calling you out. It's hard to call her Pam. This is Cook. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was this whole like thing. It, we were the top, I think, as far as performing arts go in the county in that area. Whereas Avondale High School was supposed to be the performing arts school. But, um, you know, our chorus wound up kind of being our drama, even though we did have a drama department, but we kind of meshed into being our own thing. And, you know, we just had a whole lot. We had dessert theater every spring. Right. You know, button up to kind of near the end of school was dessert theater. And it was this, lack of a better term, variety show. And we would have our own dialogue that we wrote in between. And if I could find, I've got to find some of these tapes and get them digitized because they are amazing. Um, and we do excerpts from Broadway musicals. We do regular rock songs, dance numbers. We had a lady, Lisa, who was our dance person that Pam Cook knew. And she was used to dance on Broadway. And she was, whew. She would whip you into shape. Um, but we also had the distinct pleasure of walking around New York City with Lisa, a bunch of us who went for the Georgia Youth Chorale in 1992 to sing at Carnegie Hall in New York with 700 kids from. Yeah, well, actually all over. All North Georgia, yeah. And, um, you know, so that's a big memory, you know, getting to walk like uh, right up to the World Trade Center, you know, getting to see you know, all of New York getting to eat a gyro that was bigger than my head, which is saying something. And then, you know, going to Mama Leone's to eat. I mean, seeing a seeing the secret garden on on Broadway. I mean, just this crazy whirlwind trip. You know, we had a big chorus yard sale to pay for it. I sold my Rob, Rob Roscop skateboard that I should have kept. Um, and then, you know, I could buy a nice used car with that now. But anyway, um. You know, you just the the little things that stick out. I mean, that was just like once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, who is a yeah, like who is a a teenager would get to go to get a paid trip to you know somewhere? And it was my first time on an airplane. I don't, I can't remember. Was it? Yeah, it was Keith's first time. We sat next to each other. There's a picture I got of Keith in the seat next to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and you know, we were up there with our friends. With you know, I know he doesn't list his podcast, but he should. Billy Harley and Matt Duncan, um, all these people, like these these cool people that you know we we all grew up with, and we all had this experience together. You know, we had this that was like just, the, this is like the shout out episode for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, hey, shout out somebody else telling you got shout out, and then start listening to our podcast and like it. <laughs> um, but um, so, so there we go. Hmm. Um, Jason, based on what you told me, with your background and your car that you had and your experiences, I'm beginning to understand why you like better off the movie better off dead so much. Cause you are Blaine Meyer, aren't you? I'm sorry. Your mom <laughs> blew up Ricky. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, where's your, where's your black Camaro? Oh man. I, we all dreamed sell of having that. We dreamed of our parents being able to afford something like that under a, under a tarp in the front driveway. I mean, come back on. In the day, I, you might be able to get it for less than five grand, but I know, but it was a lot of money back then. Like I remember oh, I, yeah. I, I had a dream for a 66 Mustang for years. You know, I went and looked at them stupid. I don't know why I went and looked at cars. I couldn't afford, but you know, it's just back then you just like doing that. We got the old paper auto traders, you know? In fact, that's the thing that got me uh in my weird, 
predicament story that'll be for another as I went inside. But anyway, um, still have those in the box somewhere. Those okay, let me, let me ask you all this then. Um, what is the lowest in your youth? Because hopefully you yeah. have much more than this now. Um, when you looked at your checkbook, what was the low? When you finally got old enough to have a checkbook and you had money in the bank, what was the lowest amount your checkbook ever read on the balance? Officer, I don't answer questions. <laughs> yeah, it is either zero or negative because I, you know, yep. over, overdrew. Yep, me too. Me yeah. I don't think I ever overdrew. Um, I, I did. I had eighty three dollars in there one time, and I thought that was pretty low. You know, I, I, I think high roller. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think I did. I, I want to say I did one I've, time in college. I learned my lesson. Yep. Yeah. And I uh, overdrew, but that was it. That was. That, that was, was me. Yeah. What was, was your Jason first last bank? week? No kidding. <laughs> what was your first bank account? I mean, what was your first bank you had a bank account at? That's a that's a teller of like how we are. No teller. A teller. Right? I got you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pun, right there. All right. Well, let me ask you this then. Did you give in? Because surely you had them at your football games. Did you give in to the credit card? Uh, get a free T-shirt. Buy, get a credit card. Uh, um, person as you walked into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. It was not in the stadium. It was all over the quad. It was, yeah. I mean, but it was a shirt I didn't have to wash. I mean, <laughs> I got I mean, smart for I got smart after a while. I gave him fake information just to get the free stuff. Um, <laughs> but, Darius Rutger, know, here's your shirt. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they were like, who is this guy? Who is this Robert Plant? Uh, you know, um, Ted but no. Here. From slap out Alabama. That's right from slap out. Um, <laughs> no, I. It, what was funny is they started to get really clever, and they had like the games and stuff that they would do. Like, I mean, they would set up on the quad at Troy like crazy. They'd had the big, you know, sumo wrestler suit things, the Velcro wall with your, your Velcro suit yeah. that you go jump on and get stuck to. Um, then they had this um, this really really like beta version of like guitar hero thing where you had to play the the strum it to the little beats and i was sitting there just killing it on a song and the guy's like hey man have you ever thought about i was like he's like well you know you can get that new guitar if you and i'm like i'm like okay hey, man is that guitar rock man yeah man we'll turn yeah, it up turn man it up. um but yeah uh, no that's funny yeah that we all it, it, I, I got it a couple times but yeah it's actually, couple, yeah that's nice you got a couple <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that like i for years, and and I, I, I don't know if they still do it on the campus of my uh, of where I went to college, but you went to Stanford, right? Yeah, yeah sure. California. Um, no. yeah, we'll go. We'll go. <laughs> um, uh, I refuse, like you know, alumni drives, and I, I refuse to send money to my university until I knew that oh. they didn't allow those credit card companies on campus anymore. Amen. It Amen was just, it got That's to awesome. be because I I saw. I saw a couple of classmates just rack up ridiculous amounts of debt because mm. they're away from home for the first time. You can pay the minimum payment, man. Right. I mean, you're told all the right things, you know, yeah. they, it's they very interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember going, I, I think I had a good buddy or something by that point, And we we're going to that first game and I saw him and whoever it was, he was like, Man, don't don't talk to them. You don't want to get that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just kept walking. I was like, I didn't really want a t-shirt anyway. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Keith, but go ahead. 
No, that that's what I was going to say. I, no, I, I think <laughs> later on, like I saw people do it and I just thought, man, there's just something wrong about that. There's They're something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a great, funny, embarrassing memory. If y'all want to share any, um, me and Jason have done this topic before, but, uh, Keith, <laughs> um, I just, I just had this memory, had this roommate named Smith, um, Chris Smith, statute limitations. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was my roommate and we called him swamp wise because he was from, um, Oh, I was like, I don't want to know. Oh, no. He, he was from that town that's uh, not Waycross, but the one that's on the coast over there. And, um, um, Brunswick? No. No, south of there, just north of Jacksonville. I'm trying to remember the name of that little town. Um, St. Mary's? St. Mary's. It's somewhere. What county is it? Is that Charlton County or something like that? Uh, Charlton, Wade. Yeah. Um, what? I think it was Charlton, same place where Champ Bailey was from. Um, okay. He was from the exact I, same town. Was it Hinesville? No, I think it, yeah. No, I think it was. Further um, south? Yeah, further south, right there at the very tip yeah, of St. Georgia. Mary's is the only one I can think of. Right yeah. Off of Fern- well, other than the islands, like Fernandina. Yeah, right. he was from, yeah. like, um, Charlton County. Um, okay. I know he's from that county, and uh, so everybody called him Swampwise, and he had the accent to go with it. I mean, he called South Carolina, oh. South, South Carolina, um Oh wow! And uh, anyway, I got stuck being his roommate my second year of college, and he was as red as they come. And my other roommate <laughs> was from Dublin, Georgia, and the other one was from Waycross, Georgia, and they thought he was a redneck. Dude, and, that's, wow. a, that's, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Saying something. Now the guy from Dublin and Waycross, both highly intelligent dudes. Um, one was an engineering major, and the other one was a construction major. So they were very smart guys. Um, Folkston. Folkston, yes. Yeah. Sorry, like um, you know. Nowhere. Wow. Now that I think about it, that was one of his other nicknames, Folkston. Uh, <laughs> my, my roommate Kyle liked to call him Folkston. Um, he just did the crazy. I could give you stories about him, but he would do things like walk out of the bathroom butt naked, you know, like into the, our living room. He would. Statue uh, of limitations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he would call me, you know. He would he would like go over to the refrigerator and like pull my my milk out and say, Gene, can I have some milk as he's pouring, you know, things like that. Um, <laughs> and a lot of guys at my school, they had this job where they would um, clean windows. There was a there was a guy in our church that had a business and he would hire out college students to clean windows for him, basically, like huh. clean um, convenience stores and Walmarts and things like that. <laughs> he probably had about 20 guys under his umbrella wow. you had a whole empire and that was just kind of in the christian circle that i was going through um all these guys did that and chris was one of the guys i mean he made really good money doing it <clears throat> and um and i was a sophomore in college he was like he was a graduate student he was like 24 or 25 so he felt like he's probably 25 actually he, he felt, felt like, like an old, old. Man, yeah and he kind of acted like one frankly but uh <laughs> he, um Chris would um, take me out on weekends to go work with him to clean windows. And yeah. so um, I remember this one trip. He had one of those old stupid wannabe Volkswagen vans that he bought for $700. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Or like one of those tiny minivans. Not even a minivan. It looked like an old Volkswagen van. And uh, I went out with him on a Saturday one time. And we like we get to this one stop. It's in like the middle of um, nowhere, South Carolina. Like we'd already gone over the border from Statesboro 
and this guy like ran through a stop sign and he jumps out of the van and just wailing his arms at the guys he <laughs> just sitting there cracking up anyway we go to this burger king and uh, uh reminds me of a rap song from the 80s but anyway we go to, we go to this burger king and I know um, that song. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Chris goes to get a burger and I'll, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I go, <laughs> I go to the bathroom and Chris kind of just, he's like, well, I gotta go too. So he goes over to the urinal and there's a, and there's a stall and I open a stall and this big old dude is sitting there <laughs> reading a paper and he just kind of does one of these shrieks back. Ah! <laughs> and I look back over at Chris and he's just dying laughing. <laughs> and I just think, Oh my god! <laughs> I think we laughed for about ten minutes. I mean, this this was a Burger King like employee that was in there reading his paper, and he didn't have the stall locked for whatever reason. Dude, gotta lock. <laughs> so I was like, sorry. Had to be there, but it was funny. I went. I went to college so close to like Panama City, Destin area, where we could like make a last minute decision you're like ah let's go to Destin oh let's go mm-hmm. problem is we make that last minute decision at like nine o'clock at night and so yeah you're pumped going down there yeah we're gonna go to Destin gonna go eat the donut hole gonna get some stuff right <laughs> and then the drive back you know it's only a two-hour drive but all four of us drove at one point you know one part of the trip it was you know one of the four of us drove and it was right. never, and it was fighting sleep the whole time. That whole. So like, you're like that scene in Swingers where they all want to go to Vegas. <laughs> you're so money you don't even know it, Gene. Um, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, you, yeah. you just you just struck a nerve with Keith and I. That that's like one of our old. That's an old favorite movie right there. Um, it, to this day, if it's on, I'm I'm watching it. Um, but uh, no, but I I did have a country roommate. I had, okay. I had a country roommate that was like six three you know i don't know like 300 pounds something like that nick tyree i'm just gonna go ahead and call him out nick tyree if you're listening good for you was Uh, his nickname tiny no no but man that guy he had a lyrical way with the english language you know and that kind of he was outside from outside of birmingham but man he he used to work for a big rig towing company when he wasn't at school wow yeah i'm like you don't need the truck you gotta go pick it up um, but, uh, so he would have all these, you know, funny stories and stuff. You're like, man, I got to tell you, man, this, this guy, man, I went out there pick up, he done, he done, he done parked his airplane right on the interstate. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you have a much more interesting story than my warehouse job. All right. Thanks. You know, he was also the guy who's like, big old guy, countries all get out, had to tell me every day, but on the day, I can't remember if it was. Thursday or Friday night, whatever it was. Dyson, make sure you come back. You got to set that VCR to record Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. We got to watch <laughs> Dawson's I mean, just the the most, like, trendy, silly, like, show. And he loved it. <laughs> and it's just the funniest thing to hear him say, Dawson's Creek. That's you know, good stuff. So, anyway, that, you know, I have all – there's – I mean, we could do a whole podcast series for a year and still not touch on probably all of our funny college stories. <laughs> Dumpster diving, Keith. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> well, in terms of embarrassing, I'm quite proud of the, the, the Krispy Kreme stories, but um, yeah, that's what, that is kind of a, a neat <clears throat> embarrassing would be we, <clears throat> a buddy of mine, one of my roommates worked for Chick-fil-A Birmingham in their, in their marketing department. <clears throat> and so because of that, uh, we got, mascot gigs all the time 
uh, for Chick-fil-A. Uh, all through, well, I can't, I think that was like sophomore through senior year, I think, or maybe I think it was. And so it, it, it was either mascot work or just handing out coupons at, at events around Birmingham. You know, football games, it could be an Alabama game at Legion Field or um, whatever. Uh, one year we did the SEC baseball tournament um, at Hoover Stadium uh, over in Hoover, Alabama, over on the edge of Birmingham. And I, I think that's actually where they still hold the SEC baseball tournament every year. Um, anyway, we got to go work it uh, doing mascot work. So, you know, in a big event like that, we had both the cow and the chicken costume. And so I happened to be in the, the chicken costume this day. And so <laughs> um, doodles the chicken. And in that costume, you've got the big yellow floppy feet and you've got yellow tights on. Oh, yeah, mm. and the story writes itself. Anyway, go oh, ahead. Oh man, I'm telling you. And then you got the the chicken body and the chicken head. So they, uh, my my roommate Chris, he's like, dude, he said we're, we're going to get you on the uh, on one of, top of the one of the dugouts for the seventh inning stretch, and you're going to do the chicken dance because <laughs> that's what Chris does for his good friends. And um, so sure enough, <laughs> they they usher me down there. I'm on top of the dugout. And doing the chicken dance, I'm turned around looking at the audience. I'm getting cat calls from the Mississippi State baseball players. Like whistles telling me I have nice legs. And so we get done with the chicken dance. And I turn around and try my best to summon the most masculine deep voices possible. Go, shut up about the legs, you know. And, uh, of course, then when I did that, they all just died. I mean, I could hear the entire dugout just rolling. They were just dying laughing like, ha, ha, he's got girl legs. It was it was fantastic. So that was that was my That's embarrassing good. story. So That is good. Wow. And it was uh, – I'll tell you what, mascot work, it was, it was a lot of fun. And it was really, really weird, too, because you'd walk around at an event for – you know, in an hour or two in the costume, waving at people, making children cry. And, um, and then you take it off to switch out with somebody else. And then you'd walk around the same event as the helper to the mascot person. So now you're seeing all the same people that you saw, yeah. but they don't know who you are. Right? <laughs> you're like, you're like, Hey, and they're like, why, why are you talking to us? And I'm like, oh, that's right. You you, you don't remember me. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was in that thing. And right. that, was, that was a weird experience is walking around in a, in a mascot outfit and then later walking around seeing the same exact people. And then kind of like invisible. It, I mean, literally, it was really, really weird. It was kind of cool, though. Um, I, I have one that's kind of an odd one related to a sporting event. Um, I went with a um, guy I knew that um, got a little job in the journalism department as one of the photographers for the Tripolitan um, down there um, and the Troy Messenger, for that matter. Um, so he was taking pictures, and we went up to the Georgia-Auburn game at Jordanaire. Oh. So he got to be down on the field taking pictures. I had to stay up in the press box and just take stats and take stuff. <laughs> You know, but I got free food, which, you know, in college, hey. that's that's gold. 
I yeah. ate till I was about to throw up. I was like, I'm saving this up. I don't have to sell CDs. I don't have to go sell CDs to go eat. Wow, that's awesome. Um, you know, so um, so I'm up there and I'm walking around and I turn the corner and I, I hear a voice I kind of recognize. I look at it and it's Vince Dooley. I was like, look at that. Uh-huh. I walk straight up to him and say, hey, Vince, how are you? <laughs> And he's like, hey, can you hold this for a second? And gives me his drink and then walks away. <laughs> That's it. Wait, That's my... did you have street clothes on? I missed that. Or did you have like yes. a... Stash? Well, I had to have a suit and I had to have like, you know, to be in the press box, I had to have like my only, you know, blazer and <laughs> my only tie that I had in college but on. did you look like you were staff? I was wondering yeah. if that's why he did that. Yeah, oh, probably. Okay. Um, but I was just like, holy crap, it's it's Georgia royalty. It's, it's Vince Dooley. <laughs> You're Vince um, Dooley. I'm like, holy shit. Um, like maybe one day we'll get a national championship and little, little did I know it was going to take a couple more decades, but, um, all right. Um, they all, that also happened to be the game where Uga tried to bite. Yes. The Auburn player uh, in the end zone. The end they zone. made that big, that famous picture. Iconic game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, there's a, I could literally, I could have my own podcast about Jason's embarrassing stories. Or Jason's that's, that's crazy a, uh, stories. That's an ongoing thing, uh, Keith, that we have here. That Jason will start his own podcast one day, but it's the podcast that doesn't happen. It's right. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a cue from Gene and call it maybe next year. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, I am on another podcast with my my cousin's husband actually, uh, my cousin Tina's husband Jim. So yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, it, I think. <clears throat> Any of us that kind of grew up like and and grew up in the eighties, went to college or went to high school and college in the nineties, right on the edge of the whole digital stuff coming on. Again, we're thankful there was no social media, but we, you know, we can sit here and talk and keep it keep it alive just from our memories. And it's just it's funny because you always you start to remember something different every time. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's very I, true. Um, my wife and I were just talking about it the other day. It was I can't remember how it came up in the conversation, but we were I think I was talking with our girls. We we're just talking about um how different generations have different labels and how ours, particularly like the three of us mm-hmm. and those that are within about a it's really in about about like a five or six year uh range. They've now called us Zennials. Um, hmm. Well, Jason, I think is uh, no. I, we're actually, I think it's anybody up to 1980. Well, that well, is a is a Gen Xer. Well, 60 to 80 is is a Gen Xer, and then the ones after that are the like right on the edge. Like you kind of are. It's like, yeah. Well, that, well the. What has been put out there since I can't remember what it, yeah, it was only like in the past like two or three years is a term called zennials, and it's like yeah. people uh-huh. people born like from about 78 <coughs> to 83. So, like, we're on the very tail end of Gen X and at the very beginning of the millennials. And, oh, that's what you're saying, yeah. And we're like, we perfectly hit that gap where right in our in the very formative years and like that 15 to 20 range is when digital like our world went from analog to digital 
Yeah, like CDs and so much of it, right? Yeah. From yeah. you know, from phones to computers, internet, like all of that. Like you know, all of us that have some of us that still have Hotmail <laughs> accounts, you know that <laughs> you know Hotmail accounts are uh, AOL accounts from like 1993, you know. Um, oh yeah, 90, 95, whatever. It's it's very interesting. It, it, look it up sometime. The, the term zenial. Yeah. It's I mean. Like Ann and I, uh, my wife and I, we've read about it, and I was like, "That's Jason's calling somebody right now." Dial up, baby. Talked about well, like, there are like all these different descriptions of what people in that time frame kind of went through and yeah. what their experiences are and kind of how they see the world. And Ann and I are like, "Yeah, that that's that's kind of us, like right there, mm. you know." And mm. it's interesting because then when you interact. Like I was recently interacting with a, a distant, uh, not distant, not too terribly, but like a third, third, third cousin, second cousin. I can't remember. Anyway, I didn't like I, I I thought in my mind he was closer to my age. Right. But he's not like he's like he's legit in his 50s. Hmm. And like when we were talking about, you know, information like his like his first instinct was to say, Hey, can you give me the phone number for that place? <laughs> can you give me the address? And I'm like, right. I'm like, Google, you know, <laughs> yeah, really. you know, but you know, for some, for some people of that, I, I think it's early gen X, you know, people mm-hmm. that were in the sixties, <clears throat> born in the sixties, that, that may not be their first instinct, you know, is to go, oh, well, I can look that up myself. You know, it's, hey, do you, or because he, we were talking about places down here. He lives in Jersey. And <clears throat> like, it was almost like he didn't know if he could find those numbers because he's in Jersey and in Georgia, you know. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting. And I finally, like, it finally clicked. Oh, different generation. Like, be uh, patient with that. Like, don't yeah. be frustrated with it just embrace it It, embrace the fact that he just thinks differently you know right Uh, talking the other day one of my buddies was talking about how his dad when his dad was learning to be a plumber the guy that trained him was born in the 1800s like like, so my buddy my buddy's in his 30s his dad is in his 60s right and his dad in his 60s now was trained by a guy that was born at the tail end of the 1800s. Dang. Yeah, Dang. that's like my, my granddaddy yeah. was born in 19 and what, 1912. So, wow. you know, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that. Yeah. I grew yeah. up uh, really close to my grandfather that was born in. 1920 and um wow. i can remember he wasn't a man of many words as a lot of people were of that age, that generation <laughs> right <laughs> um but uh he did he did talk some and he would tell you like little things every now and then and i remember asking him pink um probably around 20 years old if he um because i was like wait a minute i did the math and i was like okay you're born in 20 grandpa did you ever know anybody that was in the civil war and he was like Oh yeah, I knew a lot of veterans that were fought in the war. He's called it the war. Golly, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that my Can grandfather. You, I mean, you know, I mean, just the the span, the time span of people that you talk to, 
that new people that were in this event that is, I mean, yeah, uh, just, well, yeah, it, it blows your mind. And it's neat that you said he referred to them as veterans. Like when I think of veterans now, I think of anybody from Vietnam forward. Yep. That, <laughs> that's who I think of in my mind, especially like Desert Storm, you know, right. War on Terror, whatever you want to call it. Man, for him to think, yeah, yeah, I knew some veterans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 1800s okay yeah which meaning if he knew a few people that were i mean that had to been when he was a kid probably but yeah yeah um those people would have already been you know at 18 at least probably well maybe as little as probably 14 i would think in that time period um i'm sure 14 year olds were fighting in the civil war in 1860 you know five they were probably Um, in their 70s yeah yeah probably during the would that have been 70s during the 30s or 40s or your mind yeah Yes, well, seventies or eighties. Yeah, 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 blows your mind though. To think about that. Like what? You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to round it out, y'all. Um, Keith, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Absolutely, man, that was good man. stuff. Uh, had a little fireside chat. It's apparently That's today. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should have dimmed our lights, I guess, and got a fire going. <laughs> um, <laughs> next time, though, um, Keith. I was going to do that this episode, but since I let it just kind of uh, go where it wanted to go hey, with the podcast, just with it, baby. Um, I want to have you on, if not the next one, sometime soon. And we're yeah. going to talk about what you're doing with your school. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. We're going, we're going to talk yeah. about the uh, the trades industry and how more people need to get into it. And speaking of generations, how they need to get into it more often. Yeah. And uh, what, it, what the future of it is going to look like. I mean, we, yeah. we touched on it when you came on the first episode, but yeah. You know, well, wow. hopefully, hopefully by then I'll have some really, really good news about it. Um, that's mm. that's in the pipe right now, so so to speak. <laughs> uh, wow. But uh, <laughs> not contact. You need to contact Mike Rowe and get him to sponsor your school there. Oh well, we I mean we we kind of the, the our first announcement that that we were going to exist. I you know tagged him on uh, social uh, media, so um, I think you know. Love I'm sure guy. he gets tagged by everybody, I'm but sure he does. Yeah. Um, that's so good. that's one of those things we'll probably reach back out once we a little bit more established, you know, so, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, there's a couple things that, um, Lord willing, a couple things come together here in the next week or two. Uh, we could have some really, really good news uh, about awesome. school. So, yep. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you, Keith, Jason, as usual. And Appreciate thanks it, everybody. Yep. Thanks. See y'all.